there are giftings, right, that, that we're gifted, that we're gifted. And I'm going to talk about that today because we're finishing our series today, God at Work, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. And, and you know, who, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, we understand that the Holy Spirit is God at work. I mean, everywhere you see the Holy Spirit show up in the Bible, God's doing stuff. You know, I mean, we began this series talking about that the Spirit of God, the first mention of the Holy Spirit is in the very first verses of your Bible. It were, uh, we're in Genesis. It says that the Spirit of God hovered over the water. And while hovering, the creative voice of God came from that. So, so you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we got to go back to that first mention to understand that the Holy Spirit is the, this hovering presence of God. And when He hovers, stuff happens. Stuff happens. You see that all the way through the Bible. You, you see the Holy Spirit showing up. And, uh, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit showed up and, and just really just come in like a, like, a, like a wind, like a strong wind. How many of you got woke up this morning by wind? You know, the, how many of you noticed the first thing that I noticed? I, I'm pulling down the highway and I look over there and I went, uh-oh, they lost the fireworks tent. Anybody else notice that? So after church day, I'm going to make sure I call um, our dear friends who we have partnered with to, to let them use uh, rent that they rent that little corner during these seasons of fireworks over at um, Big Blast Fireworks and and um, make sure they know that they they <laughs> the tent is on the ground. I'm, uh, hopefully, uh, you know we'll we'll let them know that. But but you know the Holy Spirit blows in like a wind, like this you know, and sometimes it was fire and and Sometimes he, the Holy Spirit came in and just turned things upside down, and that's God at work. It's God at work, and we've discussed all of that. We, we discussed the fact that when the Holy Spirit comes, what does the Holy Spirit do? Well, he, he brings life, creates, brings gifts. We talked about the gifts of the Spirit that operate in the church. He helps us bear the right kind of fruit. We're, we're praying the fruit of the Spirit on all the adult staff for camp, yes. And um, it's very interesting to see, you know, God at work in these ways. Last week we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean and how does, that, how does, it, how does it work in, in our day and in our generation? I think we covered that very clearly last week. Today I, I want to finish this up by... By talking about another set of gifts, everybody say another set of gifts, that clearly come through the Holy Spirit by grace into our lives. And it's what are commonly referred to as grace gifts. Now, grace gifts are not the gifts of the Spirit. We covered those. We talked about the gifts of the Spirit being momentary manifestations of the Spirit that that belong to him, they, they, they don't belong to the individual, they belong to the Holy Spirit, they're his gifts, they're the gifts of the Spirit that are momentary manifestations of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the church. But, but grace gifts are more permanent gifts. They are, they are gifts that are tied 
not to just this spiritual realm that we kind of think about the Holy Spirit in and even the gifts of the Spirit in, but, but grace gifts are, are tied more closely to who we are and in, 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 in what, we, what we believe. And grace gifts work through our will and our mind and our emotion and even our passions. Grace gifts have a lot to do with our personality. Why in, in next steps, and I, I love I love our next steps program, the 201 that we did last week, there is a gift assessment there that you can start kind of assessing what grace gifts do you have really operating in your life. But then but then we also talking about in, in, in the 301, we also talk about this idea of a passion assessment. So, I mean, I think this is important because obviously we're gifted in, in multiple areas. And there are some areas of my life that I have a gifting in that I just don't like doing. And I'm thankful for grace, that, that these are grace gifts. And I'm thankful for the fact that, that in grace... These things that we are gifted with begin to flow through our passions and our will and our mind. And and we ultimately find this deep satisfaction. Look look at me or with me real quick to to Romans chapter 12 and and verse 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we though many... Form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. I want to stop here and just say that the context of this word prophecy is not the gift of prophecy, but more of the ability to proclaim or to speak such as what I'm doing right now. If you want to if you want to know the 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 true context of what it's saying is that some people are gifted speakers. And if your gift is to proclaim, to speak forth, to prophesy in that sense, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. See, it took a lot of faith for me to get up here today. If it is serving, in verse 7, if it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And and he's telling us here that whatever you are gifted at, do it. And do it well. Under the understanding that you are doing this by the power and the help and the enabling of the Holy Spirit and not on your own. See, here's the deal that people miss a lot of times and, and, and they think, well, I'm gifted to do this and I need to just white knuckle this and just get it done and do it myself. When in fact, that leads to burnout. That, that leads to you getting your, your, as we would say in East Texas, your tail in a ringer. That, 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 that leads you down paths that you don't want to go. And I've seen a lot of people that, 
they were operating in their gift, but they were trying to do it on their own strength and their own power and their own ability. And they weren't relying on the Holy Spirit and the grace that he was pouring out in their life. And therefore, they kind of burned their candle at both ends. And there are some people that walk away from ministry and walk away from their giftings because they just get tired. You know, someone, um, someone asked me at, at, at the gathering, I was speaking with a young pastor and, and we were talking about difficulties in ministry and he was really wanting to pick my brain concerning that. He's only pastored now going into his second year. He's 29 years old. Talking about difficulties in ministry. And he's like, you know, what is the, the longevity of someone such as yourself? He knows that I recently turned 50. He also knows that I have 32 years of ministry. 22 of those in, in one place. Right here. How do you stay that long? You know the average tenure for a pastor is three years? Three years. So it's almost an, it's almost an anomaly to, to have someone that will just stick it out. We were talking about difficulty in ministry, and he looked at me. I mean, just a young man looked at me very honestly, and he said, Are you tired? Of course I said, Of course I'm not. I am the great and mighty PR. I never grow weary. I don't even sleep. I'm like God. I looked at him very honestly and said, yes. Yes. Then I said this, you will discover that you go through seasons of tired. I said, there are seasons where you're not tired. But then you go through seasons of tired. But here is how you stick. You don't try to do it on your own strength. you got to pray more than you've ever prayed when you get tired. Just say, come on, Holy Spirit, work in me. And this is very important because you can be very gifted by the Holy Spirit and find yourself then operating in that gift under your own strength. And that will burn you down. Happiest Father's Day message you've ever heard. So then how are we gifted? I will tell you this, that... One reason why we are so passionate in our church vision to help people discover their gift because we understand that when you discover how you are wired and and how you are gifted, when you discover that, and if we can somehow or another discover that with you and place you in 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 an area of ministry for you to not only discover your purpose but to make a difference, we have understood as leadership of a church that It is only then that people find true happiness and true fulfillment. I mean, if you're not not doing what you are gifted to do, you kind of live frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, old saying, old saying goes something like this. 
If, if you will find a way to make money doing what you love to do, you'll what? Never work a day in your life? I can remember when I was feeling this call into the ministry, I can remember how frustrating it was to me for my pastor to not, not really release me and let me really do what I felt God was calling me to do. And there was a reason for that. I was young and I needed some training. And so there was a season that I lived extremely frustrated. Matter of fact, I have a letter in that, that I have kept with me from a, a dear friend, a longtime friend, Pastor uh, Simeon Young, who is now at Pastor Brett's church, my pastor's church at Grace of Humble. And, um, and I, I have kept that letter close to me. It's in, the, it's in the top drawer of my desk. I have kept that letter close to me when he, he wrote me this letter and said, whatever you do, don't, I, know, I feel like you're frustrated, but if you, will just, if you will just take this time to study and take this time to prepare, there are many churches that are looking for a voice just like yours, and your day will come. And it was just a few months after. I was really contemplating even not pursuing the ministry again. I was just so frustrated that I wasn't, that I wasn't getting invitations to preach and, and the doors weren't opening like I, uh, like I desired for them to open. I was so frustrated. And just within weeks of receiving that letter, the phone rang. And, and, and the whole thing opened. And this, it can be very frustrating. I, I talked uh, already this morning, and I, I told First Church that I would own up to this story um, and, and by, by, by telling it again with him in the room. Um, you know, Baylor faced some of that same frustration. Baylor, when he was in high school, he, he worked a lot for the church. I mean, he worked all the time for the church. He, he didn't get paid for it, but he, he was so busy. And uh, even in high school, there were times that he would leave, leave school and, and come to the church, and he would work at the church through his lunch, and then he would jaunt back to school. And, I mean, he was up here every day. He was up here almost every night. And, and he had such a passion to do, to do this ministry thing. One of his teachers, and probably the most elderly teacher. At that time, Baylor and Boston were both at Victory Christian School. And, 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 and we, get, we get this phone call that there's a teacher that wants Raylene and I to come. We, we wanted to talk to us about Baylor. And uh, we sit down. We sit down in, in the office or not in the office, in, in front of his desk in the classroom. Raylan and I, we sat down, and this gentleman was probably 75, maybe even 80. He was like the oldest teacher at Victory. And, 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 and Raylan and I, we sat down across from his desk like we were like, you know, called into the principal's office. And we're looking, and, and, and we don't know because we didn't call the meeting, and so we don't know what to say, so we just sit down. And he is sitting across from us, and, you know, if I remember correctly, he came out from behind his desk and sat right in front of us, and he pulled up a chair and sat right in front of us, and we're all just kind of knee to knee. And he's sitting there, and he's contemplating how he's going to bring this subject up. And, and finally, finally he goes, We all know that Baylor's going to go into the ministry. We all know 
that Baylor's going to lead people in prayer and in worship. We all know that Baylor's going to give his life to this call. But I keep telling him, would you please graduate high school first? And when he said that, Raylan and I just just kind of kept looking at him, and that was it. That was the entire meeting. We 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 stood up and said, "Okay," and they just we just kind of walked out of the room. Just weird walk out of the room because that teacher was feeling the same frustration we were feeling. You know. You know, now, now he's doing this missions thing, right? And I, I can remember in those days how frustrated Baylor was. Just how, at times, if you don't mind me saying like this, at times even depressed that he was because he couldn't pursue this thing, this thing he was passionate about, this thing that he so, so much desired. A little thing like a high school diploma was sitting in his way. Matter of fact, a high school diploma that he has never gone to pick up. It means it means that it means that much to him that it is sitting in a file cabinet at Jinx Public as we speak. I asked the, I asked Jinx, I said, "How long y'all keep them?" They said, "Oh, we keep them for years." I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm sure at some point he'll want it." I'm like, "Can you just go ahead and give it to me?" No, no. He's got to come get it. I'm like, well, Lord, he's in Colorado Springs. Uh, and when you are when you are not fulfilling the purpose that grace has gifted you to fulfill, it can be very frustrating. So that's why it's it's important that that we that we strike this balance because because these gifts are are in our life. But but I really want you to understand something clearly clearly today. I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit has gifted you as you. This is very important because human nature tends to compare and contrast us against each other. That's why I made that statement even concerning our own family that, that, that we have one son that is gifted in one direction and we have another son who is just as gifted, but he's gifted in another direction. And, 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 and to compare one with the other and to say, well, who has, who's the better gift? Who's the better gifted? No one is the better gifted. All of these gifts come by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit doesn't hand out bad gifts. And just because you're not gifted in some ways, and somebody else is, you don't compare yourself to them because they're gifted as them and you're gifted as you and we need all of you in the body of Christ. We need all of these gifts. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians alludes to this deeply. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12 says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. 
I mean, in East Texas, we'd say, that's just not smart. You're not, you're not that other person. You are you. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll just trot down the road with Joel Osteen when I'll tell you, be the best you you can be. Because you are the only you there will ever be. And the body of Christ, the church, needs your gifts. God has wired us for purpose. And the Holy Spirit has imparted these gifts in order for us to fulfill that purpose. Our gifts propagate ministry, our talent, our time, our treasure, the gifts that God has placed in our lives are what the Holy Spirit has resourced us to be and to do. And every one of us are special. Every one of us is unique. Every one of us is important. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. What part do you play? How have you been gifted? What is God calling you to do? When you find that out, and you walk in it, you live the blessed life. You really do. Would you stand with me today? There is this hovering of the Holy Spirit today. I have felt it very deeply in both services. The Holy Spirit wants to Reveal himself to us through our gifts. I stand with the Apostle Paul and say, whatever your gift is, do it and do it well. But I think a lot of times people don't walk in their gifts because they don't feel like either they are worthy, they don't feel like they're needed, can I, can I say something and it be just really, this idea of us loving God together, connecting with others and serving with excellence, this idea of what we, what we do and who we are as a church. I don't believe the Lord calls anybody to our church without there being a purpose. That if you're here and you have a gift, you were, you were called here by God to bring that gift and that gift be utilized within the body of Christ. That's why we go through all, you know, all of the what other churches would probably call trouble. We go through all the trouble of doing this next steps, you know, that we, we we do 101 to talk about the church. We do 201 to talk about you, and we do 301 to start putting the pieces together for you to for you to participate in ministry and placement. And, and we do all of that. We do all of that because, specifically because we believe that 
that if you've been called here, you've been called here with your unique purpose and your unique giftings, and we want we want to we want to see your life fulfilled. We want to see you make a difference. I mean, it, it shocks some of my pastor friends when I say, "Yeah, you know, we do next steps 101 on the uh, every other month. We do 101 and." And they were like, well, how long does somebody have to come to your church before they can take 101? I said, well, they can take the first day they're there. I mean, if they come on a Sunday, on the Sunday we do 101 and they want to stay and go through next steps, we just let them start right then. And they're like, I mean, there's not like a probationary period. No. No, you can literally come to our church on one Sunday and be on a ministry team in three weeks. (laughs) They said, why? Why do you do that? Because we believe in that. We believe that that's, well, okay. We just believe, as, as a, uh, it is deep within our heart that the only way you truly find fulfillment is for us as the church to help you find your purpose and get you placed in an area where you can do that. And that's where you find fulfillment, by making a difference. I want to I pray for us. Would you bow your heads for a second? And, and, and I want to do this first. If you're here today and you need a fresh start, you say, well, you know what? Pastor, I just, I just want to rededicate my life either for the first time dedicate or for a rededication, and, and I want you to pray with me today. Would you just slip a hand up? I'm not going to call you forward or anything embarrassing, but um, I just want to, I don't want to move on to the next thing without giving someone the opportunity to make that, to make that decision today. All right? All right, so it would appear that we all feel pretty comfortable where we're at, so let me... Um, Let me pray for us. Father, I am indeed declaring your blessing over every life, over every heart, over every circumstance. And I pray that today something that I have said would just just open the eyes of somebody that that they really do have purpose and that 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 purpose really is appreciated. And and, and I, I pray that today, just by your spirit, that you would begin to reveal to us those gifts and how can, how can those gifts be best used to serve the kingdom of God in our world? And I just declare over every life and over every person that your, that your hand would rest mightily upon us. That we, oh God, would, would be those people that truly make a difference. For this I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. There are three ways that we give. We end our services with another time of worship and, um, and giving.